step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The Bay Area Sports Show starts now. Just a loyal fan. Trying to do the Now your host, Danny Golden. What is up, up everybody? Favorite sports time is 9.30. And tonight, we're going to have a special edition of the show. Uh, Tonight, we're going to focus strictly on Kevin Durant and the rest of the NBA free agency. And in case you're living under a rock, Katie today, after declining his $31.5 million player option on June 26th and officially becoming a free agent, today he announces that he will sign a four-year, $141 million deal with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Clay Thompson will be back as he agreed to sign a max five-year, $190 million deal with the Warriors. So the sadness that came from today's KD news, there is happiness to go with it, too, as Clay will most likely be a Warrior for life. Of course, just like how KD will be out for the entire 2019-2020 season, Clay will be out until at least the All-Star break. But a second half of Clay is better than no Clay at all in 2020. And some other free agent news as of now, Brooke, Brooke Lopez agrees to resign with the Bucks for four years, $52 million. Ms. Valentinas agrees to resign with the Grizzlies for three years, $45 million. Chris Middleton agrees to resign with the Bucks for five years, $178 million. And former Warrior Harrison Barnes agrees to, sign with, to resign with the Kings for four years, $85 million. Now, there's been some, like, I almost did this show a half hour ago, and then since then, other news has, has come down. Um, the Warriors are, are going to do a sign-in trade and are going to get D'Angelo Russell from the Nets. So to talk about that is my co-host, Tyler Spence, former, he used to do shows here back in the day, four years ago on this exact same blog talk radio account. He's also a former, he's also contributed for RSEN Network. T. Spence, what is up? Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming with me. Thanks for having me. No problem. No yeah. problem. No. What a crazy day it's been, huh? Yeah, just to, just to hit on this a little bit with this free agency stuff, as as you know, we went back a, a few months ago. We were talking about um, you know Kevin Durant, and, and it was no secret that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving wanted to join forces together in New York. And I think the real the losers did the whole day. Um, you know, everyone is pointing towards whoever loses the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes between the Raptors, Clippers, and the Lakers are the losers of free agency. Well, that's 
even if the Lakers lose out on Kawhi Leonard, they still got Anthony Davis. The real losers of NBA free agency, maybe ever, are the New York Knicks because the New York Knicks were set on Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant joining forces in New York in Madison Square Garden. They traded Kristaps Porzingis. They, 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 made, they went all in on this. And they come out with Julius Randle. <laughs> Julius Randle's a good player, but it's not Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And they lost them to the wrong city in that state. Now, it, it's, it's also interesting to me that a lot of people wrote the Warriors off. But what they just pulled off tonight, I understand the concern about lack of, of defenders. D'Angelo Russell is not a great defender. But what they did is they turned a 35-year-old Andre Iguodala, whose contract was expiring next year anyway. They probably weren't going to be able to resign him after this year. He's 35. He's aging. They turned him into D'Angelo Russell, a, an all-star, a great young player, a good young guard. Now the Warriors have three all-stars going into next season. Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, and Draymond Green. Clay Thompson comes back. That's now four all-stars. I don't know how the roster shakes up after that. I don't know if they play Clay at the three. I don't know if they play D'Angelo off the bench and they play, you know, they, they structure their minutes with, with Clay and with Curry more. But I can tell you this, my pick in the West, if the Lakers do not land Kawhi Leonard, the Warriors are still very much alive in contention for a Western Conference title. Right. Yeah, well, that's what I've been saying all along. Like, even before, like, Everyone thought that next year was just going to be a rebuilding year. It was going to like, I mean, no one thought they were going to try to tank, but everyone thought they were going to like be bad in the second half of the season, not be in contention to make the playoffs and then just be trying to get a lottery pick. But no, no. I mean, I knew that like, even if KD was not going to be back next year, that the Warriors were not done contending. And this Andre Iguodala news like came as like a big surprise because we all expect that, expect that next year would be Iguodala's like, last year on the Warriors, but we all expect him to be back, but you know, just free agency just does not work like that. But you got to think about it from this perspective, though. You're, you're sitting there as, a, as an owner, uh, I guess we got to say governor now, uh, as an oh, yeah, NBA yeah. team well, owner, well, NBA general manager, I'm still saying owner, NBA owner, NBA general yeah. manager, and you're sitting there, and you got to pay this man $17 million. I get everything he's done for the franchise, MVP in 2014 when he won the first title, or 2015, sorry. And you got to yeah. look at it this way. He's owed $17 million this year. He's going to be a free agent next year. He's going to be 36 years old. The clock is running out on Andre Iguodala's career, whereas you got D'Angelo Russell, not as good of a defender. I get it. He's got a lot to work on his game, but he can score with the best of them. I think that they'll figure out a way to fit him in that offense. And they ended up turning the 35-year-old, 36-year-old, player that contract was expiring to now an all-star that you can bring in a young all-star and have him for multiple years long-term. I, I think it's a great move for the Warriors. And it's also the Warriors hurt the Lakers tonight. They hurt the Lakers big time because the Lakers plan B, their backup plan, they were confident that if they could not sign Kawhi Leonard, they were going to bring back in D'Angelo Russell. That was the, 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 the comments in LA has just got they they're really nervous down there in Lakerland because Plan B all along was was D'Angelo Russell and now that he's off the table the only thing left is Kawhi Leonard 
that's what has made this day. Everyone's saying the Clippers lost today because everything that needed to fall in line for them to, to be able to have a chance at Kawhi Leonard did, did not happen. And I think the Clippers are out of the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes. But now the Lakers have just lost D'Angelo Russell. So the Lakers and the Clippers both have had some of the worst stuff that could have possibly happened that it happened in one day. If you're the Raptors, you're sitting there thinking, oh, we still might have a shot at Kawhi because Kawhi's probably not going to the Clippers now. Okay? Kawhi Leonard was going to go to the Clippers stayed. if they could bring in a second star. If the Clippers, the Clippers were told by Kawhi's camp that if you want Kawhi to come, they need to bring in a second star. They need to go after Kyrie Irving, Durant, or Butler. All three of those guys are now off the table. The Clippers, I think, are out of this race. Now, the Raptors, Kawhi's camp is looking at the Raptors now, and they're looking at what the Nets just did. And long term, they don't think that guys like Fred Van Vliet, okay, or Danny Green, if they bring him back, and can compete with, with the Nets long-term with, uh, with Durant and Kyrie. But Ky- Kawhi Leonard's camp knows that if he comes to the Lakers, the Lakers are instant favorites. It doesn't matter who they put on the bench. It doesn't matter who the, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth guy is. A team of Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Danny Golding on the bench, Tyler Spence on the bench, <laughs> James Darnell on the bench, and my goldfish at point guard wins the NBA title. Yeah. No, no, no doubt. I, I mean, yeah, and, like, it's going to be Warriors-Lakers this year, like, or possibly for the Western Conference Finals. I mean, and T. Spence, I know you're a Laker fan. I know you're probably not too happy with the fact that LeBron was not able to even make the playoffs in his first year in L.A. But, I mean, now they got Anthony Davis. You know, they're they're going to be favors to, to, like, make it to the Western Conference Finals also. So, yeah, like, I see well, – well, I actually do see it being Warriors that, versus Lakers. Here's the thing on the Lakers, though. If they don't land Kawhi Leonard, I- I'm not confident about them being able to go all the way with just Anthony Davis and Kuzma and LeBron because they'll have no one to fill their bench. See, that's the problem with with today is that so many players are already gone. It's Kawhi or bust for the for the Clippers, Lakers, or Raptors. Whoever those two of the three teams are not are going to have nothing to, to show for it. And by the way, I do need to give a shout out to James Darnell, the Cordova Independent and Elk Grove citizen. Uh, he was the source that helped our company today break the news story of Kevin Durant to the Brooklyn Nets, and that came out before Mark Stein tweeted it, before Chris Broussard tweeted it. Now, Chris Broussard wrote th- – there's some interesting stuff today on Twitter. Chris Broussard went back and forth two or three times on, on the Lakers being the favorites. Stephen A. Smith the other day said the Lakers are the favorites to land Kawhi Leonard. And today he said that Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler are going to sign with the Clippers. Clearly, Jimmy Butler did not sign with the Clippers. So Stephen A. Smith's credibility got shot today a little bit. Yeah, and of course the big Stephen A. Smith sound clip from this week is him wanting Boogie Cousins on the Knicks. I think it's funny. Now, I mean, I didn't did he want Boogie not Cousins see, like, on the Knicks or was he? Uh, he did not, I don't know if you heard the. I tried to. I wanted to get this on my soundboard. I didn't have time. I was he, the no, no, no thing from from him this week. But as for for Katie, I did not see him going to the Knicks, and I saw the Nets being more reliable option because they're the underdogs, and they're everyone thought he's going to the Knicks, and he decided to pull a river wrong and the other New York area team. Now I 
expected him to come back mainly because he gave his leg for this organization in game five of the NBA finals. Like if he was in, didn't intend to come back, I didn't think that he would even try to play, play in game five. But, you know, it just proves that he wanted to win a third title and then wanted to, to like most likely get outdoor. I mean, I don't know if he made up his mind. You know, I honestly think that he had to make up his mind. Like he, I didn't think he knew where he was going at the end of the NBA finals. Oh, I, I don't believe that at all. I think he and Kyrie were intending to play for, for New York the whole time, and we saw how quick it happened. It happened before free agency started. So I think that they made up their minds back in the spring or even the wintertime that the, all these reports that came out were, were definitely true because of how quick this went, this went off. Now, my confusion, because you're right, why would Durant risk his leg in game five and risk his Achilles, risk injury, if he knew he was leaving this team anyway, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't put all that money on the line, but obviously he realized that the Nets were still going to offer him a max contract anyway. And, and if you're the, if you're the, if you're the Nets, you are very, very cautious here not to get your hopes up too high. DeAndre Jordan is not the same player he used to be. Kevin Durant will never be the same player he used to be. I mean, even if he comes back and he's, you know, 90% of his, his former self, he's still a great, great player, but he will never be at 30 years old as, as good as he was before that Achilles injury. Achilles injuries have ruined careers. Now, if I'm the Nets, and I'm a Nets fan, I tread really, really lightly because think about it this way. DeAndre Jordan, not the same player he used to be. Good player? Sure. Kevin Durant could not win a title with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, I would not argue, is a better player than Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah, true. And, and uh, and Irving has been the Nets, they were true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Nets were a six seed last year. Like, so, they, I mean, and Eastern Conference is pretty weak. So, I mean, you could ex- – I could see uh, 2020, 2021 finals being Warriors versus Nets. But next year, the Nets – I didn't even make the playoffs, so it's, it's now that does make a little more sense as to why Katie like went there because I mean you'd think that he wanted to just wait another year like with Clay probably being back and then to come back to Golden State um, and have a chance to win a title, but you know he wanted to go to a team where he can be the face of the franchise. Well, I, I think that you know when you think of it long term, I think that. It was the right move for KD because let's look at the facts from the Eastern Conference. I know the Celtics got Kimball Walker. That's great. I still feel like they're worse off than they were last year. Philadelphia lost Jimmy Butler. They lost out on Jimmy Butler. I feel like they'll be worse off than they were last year. Milwaukee lost uh, Michael Brogdon. They're going to be a little worse off than they were last year. Um, so you look at the Eastern Conference, it's getting weaker. Kawhi Leonard most likely is probably leaving for the Lakers. That's the rumblings we're hearing right now as he's going to the Lakers. Kawhi Leonard's leaving the Raptors. The Raptors all of a sudden are not relevant anymore at that, at that point. You're still going to have decent playoff teams that would be seventh and eighth seeds in the Western Conference. You're going to have really average teams in the East that are going to have maybe one good player, not even a star. They're going to be a three, four, five seed. The Eastern Conference is going to go back to being a joke again. No LeBron, no Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you're going to have all this movement, but you're going to get Kevin Durant over there. And Kevin Durant's going to be the new LeBron over there. He's going to take these mediocre teams in the East and probably lead them to the finals. Now, 
Kevin Durant, I think, did the smart thing. He sees what the Lakers are doing in the West. The Lakers are starting to become the powerhouse again. The Anthony Davis, LeBron James, most likely Kawhi Leonard. That team, even if Durant is back, does not stack up. Uh, the Warriors do not stack up against that team that the Lakers would be assembling. So I think Durant is, is, is pushing his, his market out into Brooklyn. Um, I also think that the Knicks are lying. This whole notion that they did not want to offer the max contract to Durant, I think that's just silly, and they're making themselves look even dumber because their excuse was, well, we did it for Eddie Curry in the past, and it burned us. We did it for Joaquin Noah in the past, and it burned us. If you're drawing the line at Joaquin Noah and Eddie Curry for an, even an 85% Kevin Durant in a year when he's healthy, even a 70% Kevin Durant when he comes back in a year, the Knicks are dumber than we all thought. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're the laughing stock of the entire NBA. I mean, all, their hope was that they would, that Katie would be like the hero of New York because he's going to take the Knicks that have not done anything and in like decades and then have them be like at least an eight seed and then he'd be like a savior there but like the wrong borough the other borough or one of the other boroughs in new york brooklyn is katie's gonna be the savior of brooklyn instead and the nets you know it's kind of funny you know the fact that kevin durant played for both the warriors and the nets who are have notoriously not been a successful or big market franchise i mean people probably some some people probably still think the nets are in new jersey (laughs) And now that's all changed. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about something even more important than that. It relates to the Warriors. Let's talk about D'Angelo Russell for a second, okay? D'Angelo Russell is the greatest player ever of breaking up relationships with people that have the name Iggy. I mean, think about it. D'Angelo Russell broke up Swaggy P, Nick Young, and Iggy Azalea, and now he forced Andre Iguodala to be traded. Yeah, yeah, and like Andre, like that's obviously he's been on this team longer than Katie has. Like when they signed him in 2013, he was like the last missing piece the Warriors needed to like actually go deep into the playoffs. Of course, like the Warriors actually beat Dallas Nuggets in the first round of the 2013. They got eliminated by the Spurs. You know, and yeah, they did lose in Game Seven the next year to the Clippers, but you could just see like how different the culture was with Iguodala being on that team. So, but here's another thing: like this, the fact that they didn't weren't able to resign KD could be a blessing to size because they're saving a lot of money now. And like I don't know what I forget what D'Angelo Russell's contract is. Like I thought I was thinking earlier today that like I was hearing about the Warriors might get Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like I don't really see that happening now. I mean, I'm sure, like, with with D'Angelo Russia, like, they're, they might not have enough money to to make that move happen. And, like, but you can you definitely see, like, this team is going to be – yeah, earlier, that's that's what I was hearing earlier. Uh, I, I don't know where you're hearing that. The only thing I've heard from Giannis is camp is that if he was to leave eventually in free agency, he San Antonio has been linked to him quite a bit. 
but um, I mean, I guess that's that's for later down the road. Um, we talk about the the Sacramento Kings a little bit. Um, yeah, they were Sacramento, Sacramento Kings today. They signed Dwayne. They signed Dwayne Dedman. They were in talks to to make a sign and trade for Al Horford, but that did not happen. But they did bring in Trevor Ariza. Now Trevor Ariza is a pretty nice piece. I mean, Trevor Ariza was a big reason. It's 2009. Rewind ten years ago. The Lakers do not win the NBA championship in 2009 without Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza was our, our X factor. He was the, the, the most underrated piece in that, that whole organization that year. Uh, look back to game one and game two with those games, the, with those steals he had against the Nuggets for Western Conference Finals. Um, I think it's a great veteran move. I think you've got a, you got a rookie stud for Mar- Marvin Bagley. Um, the Kings are they're going to be getting rid of Willie Cauley Stein. Willie Cauley Stein wants to go. He's been underachieving anyway. Um, they, De'Aaron Fox is just going to get better. I think the Kings are building a really good culture down there, and and hopefully, hopefully soon we have it where it's the Lakers, Kings, uh, Warriors rivalry, and I think that would be great for the for NorCal and for so- SoCal. Amen to that. And speaking of the Kings, we got Nick. Giving us a call from Sacktown. Nick, you're on Blog Talk Radio with Danny G and T Spence. What's up? Yeah, I'm not calling from Sacktown. But uh, I'll oh, let that well. one go. Um, I'm wondering what the Warriors are planning to do with D'Angelo Russell. Is uh, this mean Curry? I mean, he's technically not a point guard anyway, but am I really going to go with Russell, Curry, and then Clay at the three when he gets back? Yeah. I mean, uh, I could see that's a maybe being in a, they're, they're, they're like a seven seed at this point, if that, and especially when you consider how much time Clay is going to miss. This is a really weak roster, and now everyone's going to see, especially, and they give up their best defender besides Draymond and in uh, Iguodala, who is much more important than people realize. Yeah, this is a really weak roster, and they're going to, they're, they might miss the playoffs. And then what? Are, what are Steph Sandberg going to say when he misses the playoffs? I mean, I see with like before we got D'Angelo Russell, I was worried that the Warriors might not be in playoff, playoff contention. Like at the but time that Clay would be coming back. Even I remember watching him with the Lakers <laughs> in his rookie year, and he was terrible. Now I guess he improved over in Brooklyn, but is he even that good? I mean, he averaged twenty three points a game, and he's an all star. He he's he's a much better player than he was in in L A. He's matured a lot in the last couple of years. I mean, he's he's legitimate. He he's just weak on defense, yeah, and that's, that, the, that's problem with the Warriors is that they have a weak uh, defense. When he when he snitched out a swaggy T, um, that's like he was, that was it wasn't just that that he did. Like L A. was tired of him, but that was like the cherry on top because it was he was playing really bad. Yeah, on on the court, and then he uh, snitched out his teammate. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know about. I'm, I got my question marks about D'Angelo Russell. I don't know, especially when you think about it. They have whiny, whiny Steph Curry, and now they have D'Angelo Russell. That's got to be like the uh, the biggest weak sauce backcourt in the in the league. If you think about it, if you know what I'm trying to get at. And I don't think either of them. Can I, mean, I mean, we know Curry. We know Curry can't do that. So if they if they play a two like Jimmy Butler, they're going to get eaten up. I mean, I guess they put Clay on him, but still, 
Yeah, I think that's the biggest Anyways. question mark too. Is when when Clay comes back, what they're gonna where they're gonna play? Uh, if they're gonna play, who at the one, who at the two, who at the three? And D'Angelo Russell, his weak point is defense. And the Warriors, through I mean, the reason they lost the finals was because you saw how leaky their defense was. Um, it's gonna be interesting. It, it's and if the Lakers get Kawhi Leonard, it's not gonna matter anyway. And I'm not saying that to be a homer or bias or anything, but if the Lakers get Kawhi Leonard, it's, there's no point in watching the season next year. It's over. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, I think so. I think they were because the Lakers are, uh, number one anyways because they have AD and LeBron and Houston is falling off. I mean, I guess the Nuggets and the Trailblazers have some young, young teams that – might do something, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you have a pairing like LeBron and AD, and especially with now that the Warriors lose KD, yeah, I think uh, as bad as the Lakers were last year, I think Lakers are looking like the front runner even without Kawhi. If they get Kawhi, yeah, it's just don't even, I mean, just cancel the season. Well, and the Warriors, what the Warriors this year will be with facing the Lakers is who guards AD. They have no interior defense whatsoever. I mean, they have no one to guard anybody. And it, with the front court of Kuzma and Anthony Davis for the next probably 10 years, the Warriors are in some trouble. Um, I, I still I, – I understand it from the business perspective of Andre Goddard is going to be 36 years old next year. His contract's coming off the books. You bring in an all-star. But, but I, I still don't see where they're going to fit these guys because now you've got two ones playing one playing the, sh- playing the two. And I don't know who's playing the two, who's playing the one. When Clay comes back, I don't know if he can even play the three. I, I don't, and who knows how healthy he will be. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Warriors do. I know there's a lot of Warriors fans that are upset tonight with Iguodala going. I almost feel like my my observation is Warriors fans are more upset of the Warriors being disloyal to Andre Iguodala than Durant being disloyal to them. Yeah, I would I would agree with that somewhat. I mean, of course. There are some, like, KD was not as much of a fan favorite as he should have been, which I'll get into later. But there are going to be some fans that, of course, are going to be pissed about the fact that Kevin Durant is not going to be back in a worthy uniform again. Right. Yeah, if he was, uh, that's all I got. So uh, I'll take my call with you. Uh, thanks for the call, Nick. Appreciate it. Um, actually, you know, see, real quickly, uh, T Spence, I'm sorry, I my bad. I accidentally clicked mute. Let me put you, let me put you back on the air. My bad. You're back on the air. What's up? Uh, you know, it's just you look at you look at what the Lakers' plans were too, and and the war. <laughs> it's almost like Lakers fans tonight going into tonight. We're we're feeling really really good about about everything. Butler to Miami was great news. Durant to the Nets was great news. Kyrie to the Nets was was icing on the cake because when Kyrie signed with the Nets, at that point, the Lakers knew D'Angelo Russell's not going back there. So at that point, the Lakers knew there's mutual interest between D'Angelo Russell and the Lakers, Lakers and D'Angelo Russell. If we don't get Kawhi Leonard, the Lakers are going to get D'Angelo Russell. They're going to get one of the two. And now that the the Nets and the Warriors have thrown this curveball into the league and D'Angelo Russell's now off the board, the Lakers have to land Kawhi Leonard. They, they, if they if they don't land Kawhi Leonard, then they have to fill out their roster. They only have three guys on the books right now: Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. 
they have to fill out their roster if they don't get Kawhi, and who's left out there? I mean, uh, Patrick Beverly, he's a nice piece, but everything that looked looked good for the Lakers tonight just got a little – Lakers fans are sweating a little bit now with, with their plan B being off the books. I don't know who plan C, plan D, plan E are. What do you think of uh, if Kawhi were to go to the Lakers? Now, I personally like, as a fan of sports in general, I just don't like the idea of a player like Kawhi that brings Toronto its first championship just leaving the next year. I mean, I think that he should come back to at least be able to accept his ring and be able to have the fans like cheer him on. Like, if he wants to go like after the Raptors probably don't win the NBA Finals next year, if he wants to go to the Lakers, then so be it. But I just, don't, as a sports fan, I do not think like I just don't like seeing a player that leads their team to a, its first ever championship just, like, step, stepping away the next year. So, so Daniel, let me ask you this question then. What's worse, a player that gets traded to a team that he did not want to play for but sucks it up and plays for the year anyway and wins that franchise the title, or a player that lost to a 73-9 and win team the year before after blowing a 3-1 series lead and then joining them the year later. You know where this is going. What's worse? What's the weaker move? Yes, I do. So what's I, the weaker move? I mean, I'm not going to say that they're both not weak But the first one is – I got to say, like, the first one is still my answer because Katie did not yeah, win whoa, a championship. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're saying that it's a weaker move for, for Kawhi Leonard, a player that requested specifically – to get traded to Los Angeles, the San Antonio Spurs did not respect that man's wishes. They traded him out of the conference to a team in Toronto. He did not want to play there, but he said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna suck it up for one year, and I'm gonna give it all I got." And he did, and he won that franchise a title, and now he's a free agent. That's a weaker move than Kevin Durant, who could not beat you, so he decided to join you. I mean, they're they're both weak moves, and that's that's kind of a. I mean, that's a good question, but it's it's, it's kind of a, a difficult. But they're, but they're not. Like, but, they're, but they're not. But they're not. One is weak. One is not. And here's here's why. Kawhi Leonard. Let's look at it from his perspective. This is a business, right? NBA owners, NBA right. general managers are not loyal to their players. We learned that out tonight. Anyone can be traded at any minute. Now, Kawhi Leonard specifically asked the San Antonio Spurs. I want to be traded. I want to be traded to Los Angeles. You're going to trade me to Los Angeles, and if you don't, I'm going to sign there next year in free agency anyway. Now, I will give you this. I will give you this. It was a weak move for Kawhi Leonard last year, last summer, to say that if he doesn't get his wishes, he's going to sit out the season. That was a weak move. That was a weak move. I will give you that. But when he got traded to Toronto – he didn't want to go to Toronto. He never requested a trade to Toronto. He, he was forced there. You're talking about a, 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 this is not NBA 2K19. You're talking about an organization that decided this man's now going to live in another country, another city. His kids are going to have to move and go to a different school. His wife's going to have to move with them and go to a different country. And he won that team a title, their first title ever. That man now has free will to do whatever he wants. He, that's what's free agency's for. NBA general managers, NBA owners trade these players over time or don't offer them contracts or don't extend their contracts. 
They're not loyal. So why should these players be loyal to their organizations? If he wants to go to the Clippers or the Lakers, he's absolutely entitled to do so. Now, if you're going to use the argument that it's a weak move to join a super team and that the super team crap in the NBA is getting old, I agree with you on that. Even though I'm a Lakers fan, even though I'm cheering for a Kawhi 80, LeBron pairing, or a trio, the super team crap is getting old. I want to see balance in the NBA. Uh, the reason why so many people um, are starting to get into hockey. More people are starting to get into hockey lately than ever before because look at how many different teams have won over the last few years. I mean, the Blues won this year. Capitals won their first one the year before. Uh, the Vegas Knights went to the Cup their first year. You know, so there's got to be you know, there's got to be a little bit of, uh, of balance in the league, and it can't just continue to be the same team over and over again. Bulls dominated the 90s. The Lakers and Spurs dominated the 00s to the 10s. The LeBron team and the Warriors dominated basically 2014 all the way up till now. So I agree with you. The super team crap has got to stop. How are we going to stop that? I don't know. Um, LeBron started that stuff back in, in 2011 when he signed with Miami. So I don't know what to tell you there in 2010. I, I agree with you. And as a Warriors fan, I'm happy to see my team being an underdog kind of again, at least. I mean, not as much as they were expected to be, be like before D'Angelo Russell, but still like going to be an underdog team, like in general, um, real quickly, we're at like, we're at the halfway point. I put together this quick piece on Katie. I'm going to play real quickly. For decades and decades, the loyal fans of the Golden State Warriors never got to see a whole lot of winning. Not only that, but they never got to see a big-time free agent announce he's coming to town. On July 4th, 2016, all that changed. Breaking news. It's here. And it's Golden State for Kevin Durant. Wow. Think about that team. Think about it. 73 win regular season team, one win shy of back-to-back NBA titles, and they just got the last MVP to win that award, not named Steph Curry. Unbelievable, unbelievable. However, the rest of the sports world did not react too kindly to Kevin Durant's decision. What we're talking about here is you being up 3-1 on the eventual two-time Western Conference champion, and at the time the reigning defending NBA champion, up 3-1. Not once, not twice, but three times, 48 minutes removed from a birth to the NBA Finals. You come up short, and that is the team you lead, your team to the basketball? That team, that team that you're on a cut, on a precipice of knocking off. It's the epitome of jumping on a bandwagon. But KD did not let the critics get to him. His only goal was to win. talk to him about was where he was going next year. We 
we've noticed that you hadn't talked for a while. Um, is it anything to do with anything on your mind, or has it just been coincidence that you haven't talked what, for some time? Why do you care? Because you, you, we talk. Well, and I, feel like, I and feel like talking in the last couple of years. Anything in particular? No, I just don't feel like it. Has anything to do with conversation about free agency? That's the conversation you're going to have. I don't think about that type of stuff. That's your job. Obviously, been around the noise for so long. Is it probably more this year? Is it louder this year? It's unnecessary. You got to do Ethan Strauss who come in here and just give his whole opinion on stuff and make it seem like it's coming from me. And he just walk around here, don't talk to nobody, just walk in here and survey and then write something like that. And now y'all piling on me because I don't want to talk to y'all about that. I have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded. Poor Zingas, they got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to play basketball. Y'all come here every day, ask me about free agency, ask my teammates, my coaches, rile up the fans about it. So let us play basketball. That's all I'm saying. And now when I don't want to talk to y'all, it's a problem with me. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up. Yeah, you, grow up. Come on, bro. KD found himself injured at the end of the Western Conference semifinals. And with his team down 3-1 in the NBA Finals, he was determined to make a comeback. Ibaka trying to stay with Durant, knocks it away, and Durant's slipping. Durant goes down, holding his leg. Ibaka goes up, and it's fouled down the other end. And Durant grabbing that right leg. It's the right calf that put him out. And his teammates going over to check on him. I'm surprised by that, and and the players are telling him not to be doing that. No question. These Raptor fans have been wonderful, but to cheer for a player who gets injured. And credit Serge Ibaka, and there's the play right away. He knew it. Kevin Durant might be moving on to the Brooklyn Nets, but what he has done for this Golden State Warriors organization will be remembered forever. The Bay Area Sports Show continues on Blog Talk Radio. Now your host, Danny Golding. And he, I mean, of course, the Warriors did go 73-39 before he became on the team, and they did win the 2015 NBA championship. But before that, they were nothing but irrelevant. And Kevin Durant helped change that culture. And I'm going to bring the co-host, Keith Spence, here back on the air. Now, I just, like, I don't get how it took Kevin Durant risking his entire leg for this organization for some of the Warrior fans to even appreciate him. Because there were fans that, just because he's not from the original, just because he's a second fiddle to Curry and Clay and Draymond, that he just was not, like, going to be loved by 
by a lot of these fans. And yeah, now they don't have any more chance to love him because he's gone. So what are your thoughts on all that, like as a sports fan in general? Well, I, I can understand it um, from the fact that the two titles, well, the two titles you should have won. Uh, I don't know how you blew the 3-1 series lead in 2016. But the two, let's say, the, the one title you won without him, the two titles you should have won, the second year you're going 7-3-9, and three and nine, Curry drafted, Draymond drafted, uh, Clay drafted. You built that team, you know, the right way. Then, then, then Durant kind of jumps on your coattails. And I can see where fans' perspectives are. Okay, this guy's riding our coattails. Now, would you have won the titles in uh, 2018, 2017 without Durant? I don't know. Probably, probably not. But yeah, I, I but I, I find it, I find it interesting though that I just I feel like the Warriors fan. I I feel this is what I feel like. This is what I honestly feel like. I feel like Warriors fans did not appreciate Kevin Durant as much as some of these other players like Andre Iguodala or like Clay Thompson because Warriors fans felt that Kevin Durant was fake. The whole time it just it felt fake. He never really felt like a warrior. Like he he obviously he was a big part of helping them win a couple titles, but it was almost like in the back of Warriors' minds, I feel like everyone knew that it was gonna be a really short marriage. Like you just you knew that a divorce was inevitable with there was two years or three years. You knew that he was using you guys. Maybe it was Warriors fans felt that he was using you guys to help him win a couple rings and then he was gonna bounce, which is what he did. And I think in the back of Warriors fans' minds, that was that was setting in with them that, that it's almost like it's it's kinda like what LeBron's doing to the Lakers right now. It almost feels fake because although LeBron's gonna give us a chance to win a title, we know that he's also using the Lakers and L.A. is a platform for his business, for, for after the NBA. Um, for that's just my perspective. I feel like that's why a lot of people didn't appreciate Durant as maybe as much as they should have because it just felt like an inevitable marriage that you knew was going to be ending soon. Yeah. No, I'll agree with that. And I'll admit, like, I, I mean, I never intended to get a Kevin Durant jersey. I mean, I'm cool having, like, a Stephen Draymond jersey for example, like I, like he was not like my favorite as good as he was, but still, I still appreciate him. I mean, it's a two-time finals MVP, but, you know, he has every right to get a standing ovation next time he plays at the Chase Center, or I guess for the first time he plays at the Chase Center. Um, I just, I am part of like with the new arena opening, I expected him, like that's part of the reason why I kind of expected him to be back. But um, reading into the chat, um, Tyler, or I think, I'm sorry, Otis actually makes a, a good point. He says that um, that's, now I know how Thunder fans felt when KD left us through the gut punch. He also points out, or I, actually it was JD that, that pointed out that Curry was on a plane ride from China to New York on his way to talk to him Durant when the KD to Brooklyn News dropped, and that's via Marcus Thompson on, on Twitter. And then Otis points out that, yeah, that's the thing that hurts. It's like Steph went to China for nothing. And I thought I heard a few, a few days ago that Steph, and Clay were meeting with Katie in New York um, days ago. So I don't know if they were going to have another meeting with him there. Because, well, actually, yeah, because I know Steph was in China like last week. So, well, yeah, I'll tell you this. I'm sure that, when, I think when, they when did. Players on your, when, when players on your own team are sent in a last ditch effort to meet, that's usually not a good sign. That, that's, 
that takes me back to uh, 20, what was it, 2014 when LeBron was on his way to Cleveland and the Miami Heat sent Dwayne Wade out and there was a video of them at an airplane. If a player on your team is basically sent out to try to convince you to stay last second, that's usually not a good sign. And it's, it's almost a desperate move, I, I think. Um, I'll give the Lakers credit. Back in, was it 2012, 2013, when Dwight Howard said no and he's going to the Rockets, the Lakers didn't have Kobe go and chase after him. They're like, okay, you don't want to be here. You don't want to be all in. Bye. Don't let the door hit your butt on the way out. Uh, Durant was not committed to the, to the Warriors long term. And, and I can see, I think there was a lot of rumblings, and, and players on the team knew that. Because if you remember back in, was it November, December, when Draymond Green got in his face and said, you know, we won without you, we can win without you. And they got in a little scuffle. They said they put it behind them, but I don't believe it. Um, and you're speaking of Draymond Green, well, now the attention turns to Draymond Green and his possible extension with the Golden State Warriors. The, the max they can offer him right now is four years, $99 million. They're going to have a ton of cash space in 2020 next summer. And I, I don't know. Draymond Green could, if things don't go well next year, he could bounce. Um, he could get four years, $157 million, million from, a ne- from a, another team next year, or he can get a five years, $204 million from the Warriors. That's um, yeah, going to be an interesting piece. If, if things don't go smoothly next year, Draymond could be the next one out. I see Draymond. I just, Draymond, it's hard. I, it's hard to like see him. Him I think that, like, if anyone were to sign a max, like, except for Clay, who already is going to, like, it would be it would be next in line to do that. But, hey, you never know. I mean, I didn't expect to see Iguodala being, being traded. So, But now um, the, the Warriors next year, obviously, like, just like I said, they're not going to be in any position to tank. But what seed do you see them being next year? So it all depends on the Lakers. Like, I'll say it again. I'll say, if the Lakers end up getting Kawhi Leonard, the Lakers are going to be the one seed. And then it's going to all fall into place. In the, if the Lakers don't get Kawhi Leonard, and let's say LeBron or, or Davis, if there's an injury that happens there, that could really affect things. I think the Sacramento Kings are going to be competitive next year. I think they're going to – I mean, they went 39-43 and 43 this year. I think they could really, realistically be a 45 46, 47 win team and kind of be sitting in that seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth seed. Um, you know, the Warriors were the Warriors were not that great this year. They went 57 and 25 with Durant, with Clay. Now they got both those guys are gone for the good part of next year. They bring in D'Angelo Russell. I think the Warriors are probably. It just it depends on what they're gonna, what they're going to play D'Angelo Russell at. If this works, if if. Russell comes in and he's the player that he was in Brooklyn. I can see the Warriors still being a top four team and contending in the West. If it doesn't, and if they don't commit on the defensive end, then I can see the Warriors being a little bit of trouble. Now, if you look at the West, the teams that missed the playoffs last year. Well, let, let's look at, let's look from the eight seed down. The Clippers. If they lose Kawhi Leonard, if they don't get Kawhi Leonard, that's going to affect their team morale, I feel like. If they don't get Patrick Beverly back, that hurts too. Sacramento Kings, I think they'll go up. LA Lakers, we know, will go up. Minnesota Timberwolves, 36 wins. Memphis, New Orleans, Dallas, Phoenix. Obviously, Golden State's are better than Phoenix, Dallas, New Orleans, Memphis, Minnesota. You can argue the Kings are going to be um, as good, if not better, than them next year. 
The Warriors might be in a little bit of trouble. Um, you see they might be fighting for a seventh and eighth seed. Because, of course, like the Nuggets were the two seed and the Trailblazers were the, the three seed. And, like, a lot of people thought that if, if the Warriors did meet the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, that that could have been a, a much different series than the Warriors-Blazers series ended up being. Well, here's, here's my bold prediction for next year. Here's my, my really bold prediction for next year. I think the Clippers are not going to make the playoffs. The Lakers will be in the playoffs. And, you know, the other team I think might miss the playoffs? It's going to shock you. I think the Houston Rockets are in trouble. I mean, yeah, I mean you talk like, about Clint Capello oh, being gone. They talk about Clint Capello being traded. Trevor Reese is uh, gone. Uh, Chris Paul's not getting any younger. He's not happy there. He doesn't want to play for James Harden. I think the Houston Rockets and the Clippers are the odd teams out. The Sacramento Kings and the Lakers are the teams that are going to be jumping in. Yeah, and of course, like the like the Clippers like played the Warriors pretty hard in that first round, also. But yeah, I mean, they could things could be way different with like the Rockets and the Clippers next year. Now, here's another uh, point I want to make: like the Warriors in the regular season this past year, they played as if they just did not care about the regular season. Of course, you saw them like being down. 20 points for most of the game against the Phoenix Suns in the game I went to, for example, and like throughout like the year, like they just did not care. They just were not hungry. That's part of the reason why like they don't have they didn't win three straight titles because they just lost their their hunger. Like they've all done it before. However, next year they're they're going to be more hungry. Like with everything that's happened, they're they're going to be actually hungry to win another title more. So you'll you won't see them being like blown out in those regular season games. You know you'll see them actually playing hard like the year. Well, everyone plays hard, Danny. I mean, this is the NBA. And, you know, if if you're the Lakers, you're still sitting there with LeBron James, and LeBron's in the best position he's he's had to win a title in the last six years. I mean, you're sitting there, you have the, the, the Western Conference is getting um, a little bit more balanced now with everything going on with the Warriors. And you have Anthony Davis. You possibly are going to have Kawhi Leonard. LeBron James is hungry for his fourth championship. Kawhi Leonard has proven he can take a team by himself to a title. Anthony Davis is hungry for his first championship. You got the Sacramento Kings, who I think are a really good up-and-coming young team. I think the Warriors will still be competitive. um, And it's going to be interesting when Brooklyn and and Golden State squares off. But I think the Brooklyn fans also need to tone it back down, knowing that they're not going to have KD for another two years. And I can understand the the, the you know the risk. Maybe that, another year. The Celtics didn't want to pay him, but go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just I was just pointing out because I mean Katie's only going to be out for one year with the Achilles. I mean it's highly unlikely he'll be out for two years. Like, well, I don't know if he'll be out for two years, but I do know that you, from an Achilles injury, there you don't come back the same. I mean, Kobe never came back the same, but he was older. He's Durant's going to the wrong side of thirty. Um, Kyrie again, Kyrie Irving's had a lot of injury history. If you look at the, the two titles that the Cavs lost against the Warriors, the last two times 
Kyrie Irving didn't play most of those series because of injuries. He's also known to be a head case. So we don't even know if this is going to work in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if somehow Katie he just isn't when he comes back, just is not even like the same player at all, and like is not even a top tier player anymore? I mean, could you could you imagine that? I mean, it looks like the Warriors are bad to go, and if that were the case, I don't. I see. I still see Katie being competitive when he comes back, but I mean, you never know. And another thing that like this is going to be the last team that Katie plays for. Like I see, like after his four years is up, I don't see. I see him as just like calling it Chris and, and retiring. What do you think of that? Of who retiring? Four years, like after in four years, like after Katie's deal with the Nets is up, I don't see him like. Cause, I mean, he's he's pretty old too, so I just don't see him like playing five years. I see him playing four years. I don't see him like playing another fifth year. Like I don't see him like re- resigning with the Nets or going to any other team after that. Uh, you know, it, with with Kevin Durant, it's hard to tell. Um. There was rumblings that he he could go to Washington. You know, he's from that area eventually, and he's wanted to play there. Yeah. There's rumblings that he wants to go play for Oklahoma City again because he's got unfinished business there. I don't think that will ever happen with Russell Westbrook on that team. Um, so, I don't know. Kevin Durant has become the most unpredictable sports athlete in the history of – he makes sports journalism uh, a migraine. Yeah. But I'm uh, with, that, Danny, um, with that, Danny, is the show going to 10.30 tonight, or is it going to 11? It's scheduled to go to just 10.30 as of now. That's, that's perfect. Do we have time to get J, uh, J.D. on real quick? Absolutely. J.D., you're to listen. Let's get you on the the number, 516-8157. Call in, and, and, and we will we'll get you on. Um, I just got a tweet yeah, from uh, Tim. Uh, I just got a, tw- a tweet from Tim Kawakami from the Athletic San Francisco. Uh, he says, Tim "I'm not Cal- sure whether Durant, yeah. Iguodala departure, uh, and Russell acquisition helps or hurts the chances of Draymond extension this summer. The Warriors really need him to remain relevant competitively. Maybe they'll offer the max, and he says no, and he'll wait to hit free agency. So this is affecting Draymond Green now. A lot of Warriors players are not happy with this." Uh, it seems like rumblings from the Warriors camp are now that Warriors players like are not happy at all with this uh, with this trade. They'll welcome D'Angelo Russell in, into the team, of course, but they're not happy with Andre Iguodala being traded. Yeah, I mean that's that's a shocker to me too. About thanks for reading that Tim Kyle comment tweet. He has me blocked on Twitter, so I would not have been able to see that. So thanks for that. Why, why, that, why that did he, he you blocked on Twitter? What did you do to make him mad on Twitter? I don't ever remember, but apparently he has a lot of people. He even has some of the Bay Area radio hosts blocked on Twitter. He has like, he's. I think it's it's been noted that he's like blocked some of the most people on Twitter or something. So I'm not alone on that list. I think it has something to do with something well, that our, our old friend BJ said to him, actually. Oh, okay. Well, I have uh, Adrian Rojanowski blocked me on Twitter, so I guess we're in the same boat. Except the guy that blocked me is a little bigger than. Uh... Then uh, Tim uh, Kawakami, Kawaka, Ka- Ka- Kawakami. Um, so this is uh, this has been an interesting day for sure. We're all tired, and the Kevin Durant saga is going to have to wait now because he didn't invite anybody today 
uh, for a meeting, but he has spoken with Magic Johnson, which is interesting. I feel like it's interesting. He's only spoken with one, I guess, Lakers connection, but he hasn't spoken with anyone from Toronto or the um, the, the Clippers. I, I feel like the Clippers are out of the race at this point. I mean, they weren't able to land anyone. Kawhi said that he would prefer to go with another star. The Lakers have two. The, 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 the writing's on the wall. I mean, I think if, if I had a bet on it, I would say Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers is a, is a really safe bet right now. Um, and there was a report that just came out from another Lakers insider that says Danny Green, Toronto Raptors uh, forward, Danny Green was just on a long call with the Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. Now, this is uh, not look, good look, news look. if you're Lakers fans. This is not good news if you're Lakers fans. Because I don't think the Lakers, unless Danny Green comes on the MLE, if the Lakers are serious about to get Kawhi Leonard on the max, I don't know if the Lakers can afford Danny Green. Unless Danny Green's going to take less money and come with Kawhi together, and if that happens, the Lakers become the most dominant team in the NBA in the NBA history. Now, here is what's really interesting. The report today that just came out, that came out today, is that if, if Kawhi Leonard leaves for the Lakers, Danny Green is most likely going to join the Mavericks. If Kawhi Leonard goes back to Toronto, Danny Green is most likely going to go back to Toronto. But now – Rumblings are that Danny Green was just on the call with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's breaking news right now. Here's another tweet. Danny Green has a lot of interest from the Dallas Mavericks, but was on a long call with the L.A. Lakers. And, of course, anytime you hear the Lakers' names, the L.A. Clippers, the little step-headed, red-headed child that can never seem to not just nag the Lakers along, they were also on the phone with him. But Danny Green is waiting on Kawhi Leonard's decision. Um, GD, Caesar Kings fan. JD, what do you think about Harrison Barnes resigning? You're on Blog Talk Radio with Danny G and T Spence. Uh, real quick, I know we're up against it, so I'll be fast. Uh, I wanted to formally invite all of the upset Warriors fans that are crying into their pillows this evening to uh, jump up I 80 and come up to Sacramento. Uh, you can, you know, be a part of the, the Kings bandwagon that's coming because I'm telling you right now, with the moves that the Kings made today, the Kings are the next dynasty in the NBA. Sorry, Tyler. Nobody cares about Lakers talk. It's Kings all day. We got Dwayne Dedman. We got Trevor Ariza. We re-signed Harrison Barnes to go along with the young core of, of De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, and Marvin Bagley. The Kings are going to be the next dynasty the NBA Warriors fans suck it. <laughs> I will see about that. Uh, okay, I agree with, with, with JD on. I agree with JD on the fact that the Kings are an up and coming team, but I, I don't think they're championship level yet. Um, there's now yeah. a rumor. Speaking of Sacramento Kings, former Sacramento King Demarcus Cousins has drawn a lot of interest from the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks, which is interesting because I didn't know if the Warriors, the Warriors take. I don't know what's going on with the Warriors and Kevin Durant. Have you heard Eric? Not Kevin Durant. Demarcus Cousins, excuse me. Um, they need a center. They need an interior defense. Uh, what have you heard? I don't know. I don't 
it's hard to see. Like, I would love to see the Warriors resign to Marcus, but it's just I don't know if that's gonna gonna happen. Um, I mean, but you know, they they need a, a star center, so we'll see. What we got T Spence. Thank you a lot for co-hosting the show. Uh, by the way, Kevon Looney is also probably gonna be going to the to the Rockets, so there's that. Hopefully, they can resign him. But we'll see. Um, Thank you for co-hosting. This has been the Bay Area Sports Show, only on Blog Talk Radio. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.